Houston late in the third had a 15-point lead. It is down to three. Minute and a half to go. Durant off and over. Williams. Kevin Durant makes this a one-point game. Two free throws keeps the game out of reach. Depth to the score. Durant pulls a three. Missed it. Long rebound. Smart. Up ahead to White. And Boston still looks like they're going to hang out. And Smart for his first free throw attempt of the game. Again, every time Brooklyn has pushed, Boston has had an answer. And Smart. This is interesting to see your daily sports podcast, news, narratives, takes, and gambling. If you're watching on YouTube, which you can, or you can watch on Spotify if you tilt your phone to the side. Nick, your face has gotten fat. I agree. That's the breaking news. Yes, how fat my face has gotten. Let's take a look at the NBA playoffs. The Boston Celtics sweep Brooklyn Nets. That's not the big story from that game. We'll get to the big story from that game. Everyone has a unanimous opinion on the internet, which is great. That's incredibly rare. Elon Musk bought Twitter, so who knows what's going to happen on our planet. It's going to be a good day. Talk about the NFL draft coming up. As well, let's run down some NBA scores for your pleasure. It is officially time to panic for the Phoenix Suns. I thought that they would sneak out of this. I think they're still going to win. I think they're better than the Pelicans. They'll go to Phoenix. They'll get back on track. They lose to the Pelicans 118-103. to um, They got outscored by 5 points in the fourth quarter and by 12 points in the third quarter, which is not good. Suns had a two-point lead heading into halftime and got kind of roasted in the second half. Someone's going to have to score. Chris Paul, this is what he does. He can't have four points in a playoff game, bud. You're a Hall of Famer, maybe. You cannot have four points in a playoff game. If he had eight points in the playoff game, that means it's 118 to 107. And think of how much closer it is down the stretch. One of the great things about Chris Paul, especially in the bubble, I noticed this when the Suns were making their their first little baby run when they kind of showed up on the scene. That was during the bubble. Um, he was so good at just stopping the bleeding and getting a couple buckets. But that just ended. He just stopped being that way. That's what happens when you get older, I suppose. Other scores from around the association can bring him up on the old uh, interweb. Is that the best way to look at it? Why are you so off-center? What's happening to the internet? That's annoying. Computers are dumb. Why are you so? What the hell is going on with the, with Google? Should, should we refresh this? This is an investigation. Why is my Google all screwed up? Bizarre. Bizarre. That's all I know how to say. All right. Whatever. The Mavs beat the Jazz. Oh, my God. I knew that game might get out of hand, but you've got to be kidding me. Is this real? The Mavs beat the Jazz 102 to 77. And it wasn't in the fourth quarter. The Mavs beat, outscored the Jazz by 10 points in the second and 10 points in the third. Unbelievable. This cannot happen. The Jazz had one guy in double figure, two guys in double figures, Rudy Gobert and Jordan Clarkson. Did someone get hurt? Yeah, I did not stay up for this game. Donovan Mitchell had zero, had nine points. Are you kidding? He had nine points. <clears throat> gross. That is a gross game from the Jazz. Uh, for the Mavs, yeah, they have Luka Doncic. He dropped 33. That's all there is to say about that game. Other interesting things from the NBA playoffs. Essentially, uh, the Nuggets stole a game, which was nice for them. Perhaps Nikola Jokic is officially the MVP. Miami leads the series 
Three games to one over the Hawks. They play tonight. Games coming up tonight include the Pelicans and the Suns. So we talked about the Pelicans stealing a game. It's two to two. The Suns. Got to get a better performance from Chris Paul at home. The Grizzlies, the Timberwolves, that's the best series. It's the most interesting series right now because it's close. It's a potential upset. And also, most interestingly, the T-Wolves are undefeated in games in which a protester tries to disrupt the action. So what's happening, if you're not following the protest thing, what's happening is that the owner of the Timberwolves owns chickens to eat for food. And there's bird flu in them. So he had to he had to kill them. You got to quell the herd. Um if bird flu spreads to other birds or people, I don't know where you've been in the last two years, but that'd be bad. That'd be bad, okay? The, flu, the bird flu is actually way more deadly than COVID, we think. We don't know. But he had to kill them. How many did he kill? Five million. <laughs> but they have the bird flu. You got to kill them. So all these animal rights pe- people, they're just trying to disrupt the basketball games and the, the security's on them. This last girl had another girl with her. She was sitting basically courtside and attempted to tackle or like present herself to the owner and get in his face, which is so dumb. The owner's going to know every single person. They're going to have social security numbers of the people sitting next to him. They knew who it was, the tackler. Anyway, the important thing to note is that the T-Wolves are undefeated when a, uh, a protester tries to disrupt it. So maybe, maybe they're behind it. Who knows? Only two games today, two games tomorrow. <sighs> The other game to talk about last night, the Philadelphia 76ers, they just, so Joel Embiid, some, at some point in game three, tore a ligament in his thumb. It can't be torn worse, I'm told. He needs surgery, and he's going to be in essentially a critical amount of pain to play basketball. He did hit the buzzer beater shot on, I think it was probably Thursday or Wednesday last week, and it was great. They have not been the same since he can't score, and that makes sense. He's the best player in the world, perhaps, and you can get contributions the Sixers can get contributions from other guys Tyrese Maxey Tobias Harris James Harden they can all do it as long as Embiid can either dominate or scare everyone enough to leave those guys open right now he just can't put the ball in the hole because his his hand is breaking his shooting hand has a torn ligament in his thumb pretty important in the game of basketball other than knees I would say thumbs are pretty important Uh, But he can play through it. It just hurts a lot. But since then, they just haven't been the same. So that means that uh, the Raptors have now won two in a row after Philly went up 3-0. Are the Sixers going to be the first team ever to collapse from up 3-0? It seems possible the Celtics move on last night over the Nets. The Celtics kind of owned that series. Last game, I don't think the Nets ever led. I didn't watch from tip-off, but I do know that the Celtics were up by like 14 at one point. The The lead got down to one per our highlights. And they just couldn't get over the hump. They couldn't play defense. They couldn't play offense. Blake Griffin came off the bench and gave him a spark. And they thought maybe they'll steal a game at home, but they didn't. The Nets traded James Harden for picks. Ben Simmons. Dragic, forget his first name, don't care. Seth Curry, who's a good player. Who had a, who had a decent game last night. He's a decent ball player. So that's... The former first overall pick for one guy. Former first overall pick, two players who were rotational guys and could start on the right team. And picks for and one of those players is Ben Simmons. You were the former first overall pick, and then no one wants you that badly. And Harden is a rental. He's going to be a free agent. That's how shitty Ben Simmons is. You're like, is this warranted? And everybody's like, do you respect Kyrie him? Irving. So here's, here's Stephen A. Smith. We're going to just play some clips. I might get banned for copyright, whatever. So here we go. This is Stephen A. Smith. I think this was on ESPN. I don't know. Is one of the most selfish superstars we've ever seen and obviously one of the most selfish athletes we've ever seen. 
I didn't say the word the, the, as in number one, because obviously he ain't got nothing on Ben Simmons. Nobody is worse than Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons might also be the weakest, most pathetic excuse for a professional athlete we have ever seen in not just American history, but the history of sports. I can't. Oh, wait, he's got more, man. Jalen's different than me. There's I more. I bad for anybody who was his teammate. He quit on LSU. He quit on the Philadelphia 76ers. And now he ain't showing up for the Brooklyn Nets. We can point to all the excuses, all the rationale behind it that we want to. I do recall, despite him not playing, he still filed a grievance to collect $20 million. True. That he That's has factually not accurate. This is one of the most pathetic situations that I've ever seen in my life. He ain't going to war. He ain't going in the octagon. He's not going in a boxing ring. It's pulling teeth to get this man to play basketball. It's pathetic. It's sad. And at the end of the day, when the NBA gets in the collective bargaining table and they go after the players in terms of a pay-for-play stipulation in the collective bargaining agreement, it's going to be called the Ben Simmons rule. It's something- Unbelievable. I like that from Stephen A. Smith, giving him the business. He's not the only one, though. Shaq and Charles Barkley, who played in, in this league day in and day out back in the 90s when it was hard. Shaq sort of mostly in the 2000s where he did his damage, but they both play where, this was, where it was really hard. And they uh, they ripped him a new one on on uh, inside the NBA or the Kia pregame show or whatever it was on TNT. We'll have, might as well play the whole thing. Just listen. Just listen to our boys talk about Ben Simmons. Punk move. You know when things are going good. Yeah, I'm a playing game for it. Chuck said it. If you could play on Saturday, you could play on Monday. Yep. Now that they lost, my back hurt. Well, if your back hurt, get some icy hot vicinity. We call this a punk move. Listen, if 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 you're not ready to play. You would get more respect from the people if you just say, I'm not ready to play. And don't say nothing else. Don't be shooting and saying, I'm coming back. I'm going to do this. That was a punk move. Reggie's absolutely right. Uh, if you're not going to play, don't say you're going to play. I think you should play. You know, let me say this. First of all, I, I knew. Hold on, hold on. I, knew, okay, I love these guys. I think you should step up to the challenge guys. and try to help your team win. But nope. He went, you know, the punk move right. Oh, I'm not going to play in my back hurt. But we all know what that is. Ballers know what that is. You know, everybody else could be, oh, he's not ready. But us... Guys that live this life, we know exactly what you're doing, buddy. Shaq is right. I don't care about the fans. They're important and significant. I want to make that clear. Fans are important and significant. Thanks, Chuck. You're the man. I love you too. When the players don't respect you, that's a big deal. When the player says, we can't count on this dude. Like fans, they're going to come and go when things are good and bad. And I love the fans. But Ben is getting to the point now. Well, your teammates are like, yo, man, did this dude want to play basketball? It ha- Clearly, it happened in Philly. And now it's happened like, yo, man, we need something. We need something. Because remember they were saying, like, we're going to give us 20 minutes. Remember that, Kenny, last week? He's going to give us 20. Like, yo, man, try to give me 20 minutes. And if you go out there and you can't play, we're like, hey, man, thanks for trying. It's a good point from Chuck there. Uh, if you can't play for 20 minutes, everybody will be like, yo, like you can't play, you can't play. I just don't understand a situation where a guy who's a pro is like, I don't want to be in a playoff game. You know what I don't want to be in a playoff game? This guy doesn't want to be successful. He was, he was you know, born with a silver spoon in his mouth in Australia where no one cares about winning anything. No offense to the Australians. It's not the same amount of pressure in the United States. He comes here to LSU where no one gives a fuck about basketball. Again, he quits on that team. Just didn't want to play. Knew he was going to go number one. Over, number one overall goes to Philly. They're obsessed with him. He doesn't try to get better at basketball. He just does what he does. He's incredibly talented. If he worked hard and developed a jump shot over time, he'd be one of the greatest basketball players that ever played. He's got no desires, got no drive. That is what it is, man. And now, 
Uh, the intelligentsia, because a lot of times when there's something like this happens in Philly, Boston, places like Chicago, perhaps Detroit, but mostly those places, the reaction is that the fans are being too hard on a guy. But now the entire league is like, this guy is stealing money from the association. And the owners reportedly are pissed that he might set a precedent. We're like, hey, I just don't want to play. I'm not going to play. So he filed the $20 million grievance to get, because the Sixers didn't pay him based on injury settlements. So they don't have to pay in full when he's hurt. And he said it was for mental health. Now he's filing for mental health. And it's clearly like it doesn't look mentally like a mental issue. He was dressed up to the nines on the court for the Nets, but he's been apparently dealing, quote unquote, dealing with the back injury this whole time. He straight up sat out an entire year and made like $40 million. He's a loser. He's, he's, he's a loser. I don't know if there's anything he, else to say. I, I hope my intent is for that to be the meanest thing you can call a professional athlete. He's a fucking loser. That is what it is. All right, what to watch around or what to listen to around the internet today. I've, I've, when I started this podcast, I thought I was going to do more of that, more of uh, which podcast to listen to, more of which videos to listen to. So I'm going to do that. Wayne Gretzky, the great one, is the guest on the Spit and Chicklets podcast. That's the Barstool Sports Hockey Podcast. It is by far the best podcast at Barstool Sports that's not like a, an all-encompassing show. It's, Barstool's got a lot of topic-specific shows, like there's a movie podcast and there's a golf podcast. The hockey one is by far the best. One of the hosts, Paul Biz Nasty Bissonette, is really famous on the internet. He's on TNT's hockey coverage, which is great. He sits adjacent to occasionally Wayne Gretzky, the great one. So the spit and chicklet guys were able to get Wayne Gretzky in there, and they do a lot of deep stuff. They get funny jokes and, and whatnot. And if Wayne is in person, it's going to be a great interview. I've got some fun Wayne Gretzky stats. I actually, I have one fun Wayne Gretzky stat, and this is no shit. Did you know that? Wayne Gretzky was so much better and so much more productive in assists and goals that if you played fantasy hockey in the 90s, back before the internet was really part of fantasy, if you were like an old school, and I don't think that people were playing fantasy football the way they were playing, or fantasy hockey the way they were playing fantasy football or fantasy baseball. But if you did, it was illegal for most people that did fantasy hockey to draft Wayne Gretzky. You had to choose between Wayne Gretzky points or Wayne Gretzky assists and Wayne Gretzky goals. You couldn't have Wayne Gretzky points. Because he was so much better than everybody else. If you had Wayne Gretzky, nothing else mattered. You could fill your team with scrubs. He was going to win the championship. They had to split him, which he conquered fantasy sports, which to me is just insane. That is absolute insanity. What a, what a, what a career for Wayne Gretzky. So that's what I'm interested to see uh, today. We'll get you out of here on this. The Tampa Bay Lightning visiting the White House and Joe Biden mispronounces the name of the commissioner, Gary Bettman, say president. Who is that guy? I want to thank Commissioner Gary Batman and thank Commissioner Gary Batman and watch the background. Watch the background. Batman and for being here. <laughs> Look well. at him. He's like, and, uh, <laughs> That's, this guy is so old. Oh, man. Say it isn't so, Joel. At the risk of stating the obvious here, it's a pretty good time to be in a sports. Pretty good time to be a sports fan in Tampa Bay, I think, is where he was going with that. Who knows? We'll be back in better than ever tomorrow. Tomorrow's my official mock draft day. In mock draft, we're going to place our bets. I'm going to have to find someone to place my bets legally and responsibly, of course, perhaps in the state of Pennsylvania or Arizona. Okay. Okay, bye.